Hello and welcome to this episode of Star Trek Reliant. And tonight we have a very special episode because it is vacation time here in the sunny space year of 2023 in September. Yay. Oh, we're having a vacation anyway. Uh, because it's in it's space and somewhere on rise uh, everywhere is uh, vacation time. So, without further ado, let me introduce our full crew for tonight. So, starting off, we've got Shorog, our security officer. I'm here for fun in the sun and drinking a lot of rum. We got our uh, man out of time, DB Wells. Hi. I'm going to try my best to not do, to not have any fun. Woo! We've got our con officer, Karn Jude, running. Can, can, can we go back to Daniel? What the fuck? <laughs> Listen, we've got MP, our... that's a perfect opportunity to get some extensive work done. I want to pay attention to Daniel and what he's plugging into anything else. We've got our XO and CMO, uh, Eli O'Connor. Please don't put me down there. I forgot my extra strength sunscreen this year. I'm going to burn like a fucking crisp. Fork in a microwave. We've got... <laughs> We've got our chief engineer, Rick Tier. Greetings. I am planning on souping up some vehicle or some other kind of thing. And we've got our uh, chaplain of our all face chapel, slash security officer, slash bartender, uh, Waitley. Not all Waitley. in the same role. Not all of those. <laughs> the different characters I play, but the character I'm playing this episode is Waitley, and Waitley's introduction is. We're going to Risa, yes. I'm very much looking forward to the peace and quiet. <laughs> Everyone takes a step back because he's got a smile on his face or a slight smirk. Oh, Waitley is very grin. Very grin. Lots of grin. Lots of grin. It's extremely uncomfortable. So we cut to the uh, scene of the USS Reliant coming out of warp and falling into line around Risa. Where it's peaceful, it's quiet, liners are gone, the major tourist vessels have all scampered, no luxury cruisers, no uh, high pr uh, fancy yachts, it's just peaceful. And Meanwhile, the crew of the sitting, at, is mean. sitting at the station, Kara is clearly on edge. <laughs> and yeah, the crew is basically off to, well, have a little bit of vacation, bringing Reliant into a dry dock for, well, Starfleet approved um, minor maintenance, while the rest of the crew basically has full time without having to coordinate between shifts and who's staying behind while the rest of the crew gets to go gallivant around on Tropical Paradise. Gravis has arranged something, you know, nice for the crew in that respect. And everyone's just basically free to get ready and gather up into the transporter rooms where different groups have different reservations around the primary uh, 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 resort. So uh, let, let me uh, let me interject here at the beginning uh, just to explain what the, the other two characters I'll be playing are doing during this episode. Uh, so as soon as the, the news comes out that uh, we're, 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 we're doing a Risa vacation, Grimner just shakes his head, says, nope. Don't like the heat. Fuck that shit. I prefer the snow and the cold. I like the air conditioning. Don't like the heat. I remember Risa last year. That shit fucking sucked. I'm staying on the ship. Y'all go have fun down there. However, year, it also 
happens to be my sheep's birthday. So I'm going to have a birthday for Mule the Sheep in the holodeck. And he uh, he goes to the holodeck expecting Mule the Sheep to follow him. And she was behind him when he started walking. But uh, apparently uh, she just vanished like she has this terrible habit of doing. So Grimner winds up spending the entire time sad that he's by himself. He had this big birthday party for his pet sheep planned. She didn't show up. And he's, he's the kind of pet owner, you know, his pets can do whatever they want. He's very sad that she decided that she didn't want to be there for her birthday party. So uh, he winds up uh, bringing up a holodeck program of uh, the, the Ushan tournament on Andoria. And he has a lot of fun with that, but basically just, yeah. He's Mary, on the other hand. As soon as uh, Grimner announces that uh, he's doing a birthday party for Mule the Sheep on the holodeck, Mary shows up and says, I want to go to Risa. Risa sounds fun. And she puts on a bikini, and she's like, her red hair's down. Her She's got sunscreen on. She's like, let's go. And she's on the transporter. She's like, let's go. Come on. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Waitley walks in and goes, so excited. Mary looks at him and says, who are you talking to? Next person. Car on the bridge just turns around and looks at the captain and immediately says, first place I'm checking out is that cave where the smugglers were last year and the Orions were the year before. I don't trust it. Mm, that's probably wise. Uh, all right. Let's see. Is there anything else the captain should attend to? Uh, the duty logs. Ship's status is good. Lock the command codes. Mm. He just stands up, looking around the bridge, slightly procrastinating. Eli's in the first officer's chair. Next to Eli and says, um, anything else? Like, I don't know. It just seems we're like forget we're forgetting something. Graves. I forgot to. No, go ahead, Nick. I forgot to book something on another planet. And that's why I'm here instead of somewhere cold and skiing. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, another planet. Um, and Graves just has a quick flashback to a um, small little survey mission they were doing just before they got to Ryza. Where surveying a little quick comment. Pretty fine. He remembers giving John authorization to go, you know, take a look down there. And he just realizes, did we ever get him back? It's he John. Just... He'll show up when he wants to. He could bring himself back, yeah. Alright. Just hope he's not waiting for us. Cut to um John on the uh on the uh asteroid. Finding a little bit of a little bit of yeah, I don't know. It's it's something. It's it's metallic, it's shiny, it's embedded into the uh asteroid. He digs. He digs. He dig digs dig digs. And he finds a data pad. On the data pad? The set of coordinates somewhere on Ryza. Looks at the data pad, looks up and says, oh, Treasure! And he sets off to go find a shovel somewhere in the universe so he can go dig for pirate treasure on Ryza. Um, Rick T will be meeting uh, people at the uh, transporter pad when they're ready to go down. He's sort of got the um, warp core powered down in a in a um, 
in a situation, you know, situation where if something does happen, at least the warp core won't explode. Because Hopefully. nothing is... I'm going to make you do an engineering roll. <laughs> All right. We'll do an engineering roll. See if we can build momentum. Uh, reason engineering? Control? Yeah, reason engineering. I'd say just, yeah, reason's good enough. You know what you're doing. It's, you know, second nature. So um, the reflexes. Yep. Two successes. So that probably so would be... build up and momentum. It's probably Definitely three. Momentum. It's probably three because he's working with the engineering team and he still gets a bonus to that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, two uh, two successes for that. So, yeah, or two bonus successes for that. So, two momentum. You have power. Basically going into the, you know, scenes. But anyway, yeah, you're able to successfully check things off. And uh, basically, uh, engineering is in uh, perfect condition to basically leave for its minor maintenance and without any fear of compromised systems or warp core explosions or the like. Nothing will happen to rely on now. So with, with that, he's already in like um, in a Hawaiian shirt and like these uh, short swim shorts um, and he's, he's just seen and exiting um, engineering uh, heading towards down towards the uh, transporter pad. Setsumino is um, carrying two giant suit or hauling two uh, giant suitcases down towards the transporter room. Well, um, let's see. Uh, Daniel and Chorog. Chorog has been busying himself in his quarters, gathering all of his stashed away slips of latinum for the big gambling tournament because this year's lot is something he desperately wants. He is a huge fan of Pink Floyd. And they have an original vinyl pressing of Dark Side of the Moon, one of his favorite albums, oddly enough. After he does, after he gets his last slips of Latin and puts it away, he goes into a closet, pulls out a large bag, unzips the bag, and lays out an unusual piece of attire. Oh, wait till they get to see my summer attire. They're going to love this. And uh, Daniel... Daniel is just kind of loitering in the hallway, just like just whenever people ask him like if he's excited for uh, to go to Risa, he's just like yeah, totally, and just kind of like waits for the waits for everybody to get off the ship. And everyone's basically filing the transporter room. Graves finally pulls himself off the bridge, looking for uh, uh, basically out of excuses. And he, you know, settles over to the transporter room and that's us on the other side of the transporter room and uh, they kind of like awkwardly make eye contact and kind of shift around while everyone's mauling around and waiting for their turn to beam down. It's kind of a line at this point as the entire crew is heading down to Ryza. And there's Mary and Waitley. Waitley's in his, uh, you know, what he usually wears when he goes to Ryza. He's He's shaved his goatee. He's clean shaven. He's got his hair, his, his long black hair. It's it's uh, loose, whereas normally he wears it tied back in a ponytail. Uh, he's got this uh, very loose fitting uh, black uh, button down shirt, except it's not buttoned down. It's completely open, bare chest. And he's got these knee length uh, shorts on with sandals. He's just standing there going, like, he's excited, like, any any normal person that's not familiar with Waitley would just see Waitley like 
it's a weird outfit. I've never seen him dressed like that. But anybody who's familiar with Waitley is like, oh, he's excited. He is, and and Waitley is very excited for for his conservative nature. You know the way he's always reserved. He's very obviously like, I can't wait to go. I can't wait to go. Can we, can we, can we go? Can we go? Can we go? Please, 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 can we go? And Mary's standing there, uh, you know, as as we have described Mary multiple times, she is very buxom, she is very uh, athletic and very svelte, and she's got her long red hair tied back, she's got some sunglasses on, she's wearing a red bikini, and she's like, just let me know when we need to go. What of the others? Kara's wearing her one-piece, you know, swimsuit underneath a jacket and a pair of shorts, She's also carrying a phaser rifle. <laughs> she looks Waitley, at Grace. Don't worry, I got permission. Waitley raises an eyebrow and says, What do you need a rifle for on Risa? Do you not remember the last two times we were here? Yes, I do. They were the greatest times of my life. Yeah, well, the rest of us had work we were doing. Yeah, uh, pattern recognition uh, is definitely a thing. <laughs> Trog has left his quarters, donned out in his Ryza gear, walks into the transporter pad to stu- transport room to absolute stunned silence. They cannot believe what they are seeing. Trog is wearing what can best be described as a baby powder blue leisure suit, a very loud wide collar shirt, and a pair of the most undescribable white patent leather shoes anyone has ever seen. And a pair of gold Elvis-style sunglasses. There you go, JB. Look at chat. Exactly. Just like that. <laughs> Setsa, is, Setsa just kind of glances over and says... Um, that is... And look... Car leans, car leans over when Setsa talks and says, What? Um... I can't I hear you that. over Charog's shirt! <laughs> I Mary. thought I'd try something different this year. I love this outfit. Mary slaps her face to her forehead, or slaps her hand to her forehead, and says, Chirag, you look good, but uh, I think we could do a little better. Tell you what, when we get planet side, I got some ideas. No, 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 no don't, don't you touch this. I like this, I like this suit. Mary quirks an eyebrow, kind of tilts her ass out, and says, are you sure you don't want me to touch it? We'll discuss terms later. Fair enough. We'll, we'll discuss it fine aside. And might I add, Chorog's normal kind of all-over-the-place hair is now completely slicked back. Uh, he must have used an entire jar of, of, of pomade. Of pomade to get his hair to, to slick back that far. So Mary's going to do a thing because she's kind of into Chorog right now. She She's going to, like, intentionally will that his hair never moves. It is permanently fixed the way that it is right now. Chorog, your hair will be immaculate for the rest of the episode. Perfect. Of course, he doesn't know that. She doesn't say anything. She just smiles at him and winks. This includes... His way. As a DM, I will also say that in addition to the hair not moving, it will now serve as a, a potent ballistic shield and will resist high-grade energy weapons fire. Just in oh, yeah, case. That, that, that's, yeah, that's perfect. That's, that, that, that's perfect. 
That's exactly something would Mary would do it, it, without thinking about it. it, it yeah, it, the hair won't move uh, because her dragon has uh, willed it. Um, but that means in an atomic sense <laughs> as well. So both anyway, of, both of the checkers uh, just show up. They they enter the the room dressed for D Day. <laughs> <laughs> Describe dress for D-Day. They are oh dressed God. as World War II American GIs. Olive drab helmets, Olive drab the whole helmets, thing. The netting was, the helmets. I was, I was about to say, don't the let rifles. Mary forget the hair. Except now Mary's completely forgotten about the hair and she's looking at them going, hmm. I was about to say, Skipper. with you? Kara looks okay. over and she just says, I'm not sure if you're taking this seriously or not. Literally, it could go either way. One checkers Skipper. has an M1 Garand, the other has a Tommy gun. Skipper is also with the checkers and has uh, a, a matching helmet. We're going to a reenactment, what? Trog looks at the two checkers like, and they say I'm dressed out of place. I just said we're going I'm, to reenactment. I, like, I'm also going to say that's now a thing on Ryza. <laughs> There's a surprising fascination in the local culture with warfare as that counterpoints to the hospitable yeah, culture and it's a celebrate rises. They never, they never hold on, hold on. So, yeah. So they are there are festivals and as kind of a sort of a beach affair, you know, reenactment of the storming of Normandy Beach. This Riza has fabulous beaches as well. All the Nazis are played by holograms, obviously. Oh god. I also imagine there's lots of really good Risa reenactments of Klingon Wars. <laughs> yeah, in the Foundry, I did have uh, the the symbol for what was it? The Risen Trading Guild was uh, a, a battle axe, <laughs> a historical battle axe. Um, but at this point, basically, the 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 crew is able to basically get in line and get to the point where they're able to beam down as a group. Basically, you know, got a, you know, a couple of, couple of suites uh, rented out for the senior staff. On the higher end of the fanciness spectrum, and the crew is able to beam down with a bit of a whoosh and a woof. And at some point, we should probably get sound, it would be cool to get some sound effects, which I actually have, and I can upload. Eli is not there. He is still on the bridge. Hoping that nobody notices he hasn't gone down, trying to put it off as long as he can. Well, he's tucked the work in charge of the ship now, right? Well, technically, but the, he's got like work crews starting up around him, <laughs> like kind of occasionally glancing over. He's he sitting there in the notification that, that Grimnir is in the holodeck and ignoring all hails, all notifications. I mean, just got a few people on the on the ship, including Daniel. Daniel, most of the shadow crew has, you know, beamed down at this point. Ooh. Can we do a roll real quick? Uh, sure. Who is rolling for what? I, I, I want Eli to roll uh, Insight plus, uh, what would it be? Uh, insight plus Science. Do an Insight Science roll! I will, just Sheep a moment. The Sheep God commands it. Or Command. Insight, Science, or Command. Whichever I'll is go with higher. Command command then because he is in command of the ship so command would play a role as well um 
I don't think any focus would apply, so damn. Uh, no, like, let's just keep, it, keep it. It's basically not noticing transporter logs. Uh, one success. No, it's two successes. Two successes. Two, two, two successes. Well, two. I was going to say difficulty is ten for him to ten? notice. What? No, no, no. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, you can't succeed at a difficulty ten roll. Because oh, okay. ten, you would need to. Yeah, okay. Ten, okay. Ten successes was is what that means. Okay. No, that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. I, I meant you had. Yeah. To roll so his target. No. Yeah. So that's his target. His target okay. was uh, fourteen. So because that's okay. you know he's good at a, he's good at command. Well, he's if, command if the target is fourteen, then he got no successes. But I no, got other way, Nord. He got under them. That's or, the thing. You roll under. Or, no. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah, sorry. I, it, I've been and playing it does a lot automatically of Eight, and I'm used to rolling high. My bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. My yep. bad. Just let. Right. Yeah, I can. Okay. Uh, yep. My bad. I apologize. All right. So, uh, Eli, as he's uh, at his command station, you know, observing, you know, the transporting situation of everybody going to Risa, he notices that Mary's transporter signature does not show up at all. In the computer. Nope, not fucking this. Last time I did, I got a stroke. Nope. <laughs> At least so. he remembers. <laughs> so, yeah. So, basically, Eli is now, you know, he, he's free to run about the ship. Daniel is free to run around at the ship. Wink, wink at Daniel. Upon, uh, upon making sure the coast is clear, Daniel... Uh, immediately goes to uh, immediately goes to bring out a bunch of like high energy cables and starts like taking panels off the wall and just trying to work fast before people come back. Just installing various things, making different connections. So what is Daniel wearing? Uh, just usual casual wear. I, I guess. Dan- I th- I'm pretty sure the only clothes Daniel has, aside from aside from the spacesuit, is whatever Starfleet gave him, and the clothes he was wearing inside his spacesuit when he arrived on the ship. So I'm going to say you're wearing your jumpsuit today, and you just blend in with the engineering crews. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking standard Starfleet citizen. Ever every time we saw a standard Starfleet citizen, like on like TNG, they always wore the same thing. It was like this super colorful but muted like jumpsuit kind of thing. So he's not wearing yeah, Jake yeah. Cisco bus seat chick cheek. No, I that's, don't know how you pronounce that. Yeah, that's that's later. Cheek, cheek. Yeah. So um, right. Yeah. So so um, Daniel, you basically are blending in with the engineering crew. So you're you. No one like even if someone sees as they walk by that you're doing stuff. I mean, it doesn't seem like, you know, everyone just kind of assumes that you're working. Yeah, and if anyone asks, Daniel just says standard maintenance and goes back to work. I'm 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 going to interject real real quick. So, uh Daniel feels a tap on his shoulder. Huh? And Daniel looks over his shoulder. He's Mary. She's in her Starfleet security uniform. What are you doing here? Uh standard maintenance? Oh. No. That's not what you're doing here. Hold on, hold uh, on, hold on. We above do want, like, DM... Sorry. Okay, DM time here. Okay, do go want ahead. to get through this without interference? 
Well, this, this, this is, is setting up future. Yeah, this is setting up future episodes. So just to make sure you know where the scene's going, we do want like at like we do want Daniel to go through and do this because this. No, will... I, I'm I'm not I'm not trying to dissuade him from it. I'm just trying to put a funny scene yeah. in. I'm fine with conflict yeah, yeah. on the way to the on, on the storyline. I just like. I, I get that we have an idea yeah. where this is all going to build up, but I'm fine with people like getting in the way and Daniel having to like do a bunch of like you know make up excuses, do a bunch of stuff to yeah. Yeah, I'm not trying to stop yeah. him from what he's doing. I'm just trying to put a funny scene in. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. that's good. Um, I'm just saying so you know where to direct the scene. That yeah. just in case like, he, he was like he was going to get sent to Riza. <laughs> Like I, I'm not trying to make I'm not trying to change it. I'm just trying to insert a funny scene. That's all. Okay, so I will shut up and you go for it. Uh, okay, so, yeah, Mary, Mary taps on uh, on Daniel's shoulder and says, "What are you still doing here?" Uh, standard maintenance. Now Daniel knows that Mary went down on Risa with the rest of the the, the main bridge crew. Does he? He was just kind of waiting oh, in this he, hallway ooh, to start working. That's a good question. Do we, do we want to do a roll to see if he knows that? No, I will just say he does not know because he has not been paying attention to okay. transport logs and who's been going on the crew. So he yeah. has just been looking at getting this stuff The done. reason yeah. I ask if we want to make that a roll is this is kind of a continuation of like an ongoing thing with Mary and Daniel. I mean, we could make we're, it. A, we're, we're like leaning into Daniel is slowly learning that Mary is not normal. I, I mean, if if Mary is like jumping between places rapidly, we could see if Daniel like oh, picks she, up on she's not like, jumping between. She's in oh. both places simultaneously. Okay, but well, obviously, nobody knows that. But that that's what's going on. Uh, well, I mean, if you want to get, if you want to give Daniel a chance to like, maybe wonder, hey, something's fishy here. Maybe like we could say he like might like. Yeah, like I, I feel like Daniel should do a role to kind of just like something's not right here. Like, all right, uh, let's go with an insight. Oh, insight, commander, science. Well, I'm going with science. Or security. What? Or I said or security, but. Yeah, if you're going with science, whichever is higher. Wait, wait. So is can I? Choose? I mean, that would be the strategic way of looking at it. But I mean, you could go with whichever is lower. Wait a minute. So it's insight, and then either and then science or science. Yeah, one of those. Just whatever you want. Okay. Well, there's two ways I could try to skew this. One of the one of them is a score of one. The other is a score of five. Uh, oh, did you just straight up roll dice? No, no, no. I'm no, no, no. He's talking about his... Oh, uh, oh, his, oh, oh, his oh no, 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 okay. the uh, Yeah, I'll try, I'll try and see what the hell's going on. So I'll roll with science. Because I feel like if anybody on the ship... Because Daniel wasn't there when Mary revealed herself to the crew. So I feel like if anybody on the ship is ever going to figure out what Mary is, it's going to be Daniel. He, he, sh he should get the chance. He should get the role. He's also got a, a, a particular view on reality. He uh, can notice right. things. Would a focus on space time apply? I would, I will say yes. Yeah, I would say yes. <laughs> yes. I, I am inclined to say yes as well. That would be two successes because I have a five in science. Uh, and a focus applies, correct. So yep. two successes. 
So he knows that this Mary is not the Mary that's on Risa. This this is a different Mary than the one that he knows went on the transporter. Okay, so uh, after after Daniel is like tr- like tries to think of an excuse when when he sees Mary's not buying it, he just kind of tilts his head and like takes another uh, another look and says, "What are you doing here?" Do whatever I want. Well, I'm doing you? whatever I want. Ah, okay. See, we're on the same page. And she she grabs his hand, holds it up, and she gives him a forced high five. And she says, all right, good to see we're on the same page. Carry on, soldier. And he blinks. And he's like, what the hell was that? And then he goes to look at her, and she's gone. Daniel just kind of blinks a couple times at the empty space and just kind of does a limp salute saying, aye, aye, happen, and goes back to work. Here's a voice in the back of his head. I'm not a captain, but I appreciate the enthusiasm. Daniel. Just... All right. So, um, so with that, let's get down to Ryza, where we've got the tropical resort. You know, your classic, oh, gleaming, somewhat Caribbean style, um, paradise, and uh, the crew is basically free to mill about where they will. So, for activities, we've got some bird watching. We've got, well, it seems like a pet show. If folks, you know, want to check into that. There's also usual gambling tournaments and quite a bit of shopping and a large beach. And there's also, of course, the cave. Uh, would there be, um, say, uh, hoverboarding? Yes, that too. Classic hoverboard and floater rentals. Well, Rick will be wanting to purchase a hoverboard. He's get, getting the feeling that uh, they're going to be coming back to Ryza a fair chunk, and it's probably best if he doesn't just rent one, he actually gets one uh, that he can, say, um, alter. All right. Yeah, you're basically able to pick that, or basically pick that up, no problem. It's just a question of, you know, how good your selection is going to be. So let's give an engineering insight role to basically judge what's the best floater for your particular specifications. All right. So without just manually cheating it, what what can Mary roll to to give him a bonus to his role? I will say Mary will not be involved in this. Oh. Just to, okay. you know, keep the just keep the focus okay. tight. Yeah, no, I, so this I, okay. is, you know, no, no assisting on this. Now that's two successes. All right, uh, two successes. So you're able to basically pick out the board of perfect specifications for what you need. Not too difficult to task. All right. Yeah, you're uh, able to pick out a modified board with whatever also style tweaks that you like. Okay, so it is um, very... Um, a greeny bluey, very greeny bluey kind of board. Um, it is um, something that he's going to have to get a little bit of practice with before actually uh, trying to go on the races because um, he hasn't got any, ex- like, he hasn't flown. He doesn't have a lot of experience navigating using vehicles. Um, and. Uh, I'm just laughing at the uh, the gift that uh, Kara put in there. Um, <laughs> uh, we got that, that's what's on the board. 
<laughs> For everybody listening, it's just a picture of Bluey from the cartoon, but green. And, um, yeah, so he's going to go find somewhere, uh, take it out, um, paddle out a little bit into the ocean, and um, take some practice. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, Graves. Uh, wait, hold on. I need a wait. <laughs> Eli's uh, AFK for a sec. Oh, I'm um, back. oh okay. Uh, you get a, you get a ping on your combat. Eli taps his combat. Hello. Um. Hey. Graves here. Um. Yeah. So I was just passing by uh, the gambling hall area, and I was just wondering if you want me put put in a reservation for you down here. Um. I guess put me in for a late start. All right. Well, okay, um, I'm sure y- if I have to, I really don't give a shit. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, there's a later tournament here, and here I'm just gonna. They got a bunch of stuff on offer, but here's. Yeah. Here's one of the things. I don't know. It might be up your alley. And he just sends a picture of, yeah, quite handsome-looking uh, hand weapon. You're sending me pictures of a prop, or is that like? Uh, oh, no, apparently it's uh, uh, some kind of disruptor pistol of some kind. Uh, are you sure it's not a plasma pistol? But ah, uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, it's hard to tell. It's uh, some kind of energy weapon, and it's kind of what I can make out here from the specs. I mean, I never really wanted to be my dad, just collecting guns and shit. Okay, well, yeah, just saying, uh, yeah, they've just got some, like, antique type things here. I don't I know, I mean... literally... That is literally just a fictional thing made real. Okay. Um, yeah, so, let's see. Yeah, otherwise... Yeah, hopefully you can find some good stuff down here. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to make sure oh, that... Oh, yeah, I'm totally down here. Yeah, I'm, I'm down there. Here. Uh, uh, it kind of sounds like the bridge beep up there. No, Eli says over by the replicator. <laughs> I just have it like as a, a be- soothing white noise in my uh, bungalow. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, if you want to come down, I can I mean, send it to the warp core too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. We're, we're, we're all right. Well, yeah. Um. I guess, yeah, just come down, slash, come over when when you feel. I'm just going to be, well, at the cafe, slash bar area. All right, which one? You know how many there are? Um, oh, what's Are that? you going to the, I know there's like four quarks down there. Yeah, I think it's a quarks. I mean, it's hard to tell, but I mean, looking at the decor, it, it's either a quarks or a rainforest cafe. Are you sure it's not a Margaritaville? <laughs> It could be a Margaritaville. Like, I, I, it, it has a bar, and, uh, and I'm going over there. And it's also just, like, right there. Well, enjoy your uh, themed adventure. All right. Engraves. Trudges over. Um, before we get into anything else, Kara. Kara, at this point, has marched her way over to the same cave that had been used the last couple times by, let's say, opposing factions. And is starting to poke around, still holding her phaser rifle. So, okay, so, uh, one more time, um, did you get, are you at the caves yet? Or are you uh, just going towards the caves? She arrives, she's at the caves there. Okay, so you're at the caves. 
Hands are quiet. Kara basically just goes inside, looks around, pulls out a tricorder, starts scanning. You scan a slight anomaly. Uh-oh. And another. Joy. And, I mean, there, there's like at least three anomalies down here. They're all kind of the same. Or, I don't know, maybe it's just the, you know, the, the you know, advanced tricorder model, but you're picking up a few things down here. Okay, how can I identify what I'm getting? Um, go ahead and give a science, uh, science reason. Okie dokie, give me just a second. Uh, three successes. Okay, so... Actually, if there's any xenobiology involved, four successes. (laughs) That's the momentum. Okay, so yeah, we've got three momentum. And I'm not going to count it as xenobiology, because what you find is just... A strange thing. It's you're not quite sure if it's been out of metal or ceramics, but it's kind of like haphazardly just buried, just like just under the sand. Like geometric, Car. slightly tan, but it has some blue, glowing blue bits. Car just kind of looks around. There's no Orions. She just gently sweeps up some sand over the what's it and walks right back out of the cave. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you, you have returned the supernova device to its resting place. Look, it ain't something I can shoot. It's not an obvious danger. It's not my problem. Because if my vacation hinges once again on some shit in this cave, I'm going to be pissed. And she just walks out and beams up her phaser rifle and just heads for the beach. You you just you, you head to the beach. Yep. Birds are chirping. Good. This is this is good. Yes. John, meanwhile, has a shovel and is proceeding towards the cave. Yeah, I'll go ahead and say out of character. That's kind of what I was figuring anyway, so let him <laughs> handle it. I mean like he's actually not finding that thing. He's finding something completely different. Um, with the, the hint that there were many, like, multiple distortions, there's a lot in that cave. <laughs> that just goes unnoticed. He's, he's gonna find something completely, completely different. We need some padding. Well, nothing was shooting at me, so good enough. And she just heads for the beach. Alrighty. Just beach time, cold drink, fuck everybody. Uh, Setsa, meanwhile, is just basically dropping stuff at at the hotel room, Graves is in the bar. Uh, let's say Bryce is on the beach, sunning himself. Is you know, it's just to fit in, and just try the experience out. Meanwhile, the checkers are undergoing D-Day. So what's checkers doing? Oh, he, he, they're doing D-Day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, basically, hear, we, I want to hear the description of it. Damn it! This sounds like it's so, going to be awesome. They're so basically standing in one of the landing craft, nicely constructed, intensely, replicated. They're intensely standing in the. Oh god! Oh god! I got it! I got it! So they're intensely standing in the landing craft while um, a bunch of uh, basically miscellaneous. Uh, Basically, a bunch of different alien species, all trying their best. A lot of these, you know, there's some binar, some um, benzite. People who had, like, people have not had actually a lot of experience with war outside of Starfleet. So they are in the landing craft, 
I just want to add uh, something. Various degrees of kit. Go for it. Billups is also there for some reason. Wait, lower decks, yeah. Billups? Yes. Oh, which which character is that? That's the commander of engineering. Except I'm imagining yeah. at this point oh, he's a oh, yeah. the, guy, the guy from the D and D player. Yes, he has, yes, he has yeah, a great yeah, mustache. Yeah. Billups is there, and at the sort of the head of the group is um, Rising Coordinator Don at the head, shouting, "All right, you maggots, we've got uh, a big hill to take over there. I want everyone to give the very darn jolly best and everything. And if anyone goes down, uh, raise your hand if, well, if you feel that." You went down harder than you expected. We want safety to be the priority here, and we have not enabled holographic safety emitters anywhere here. So do be careful. We're trying this out this year. It should go fine. Mary salutes. Is Mary wearing combat fatigues or a bikini? Uh, uh, well, this is back on the ship, right? No. This is on the planet. This is the D Day. The D Day landing craft. Oh. Oh, oh she, she's wearing full you know, combat fatigues then. She salutes. Okay. So um, Skipper also salutes. And uh, yeah, basically the, the, um, the sort of the simulated um, uh, the machine gun fire starts, but instead of like, like I mean, they're good bullets, but if you get hit by one, it turns out they're going to be like a soft like gel foam type thing. Um... But yeah, I mean, the, the, the fire starts on the beach. I mean, you've got a very excited Klingon warrior uh, at one of the machine gun posts just laughing and firing away, um, shouting various various things, which for some Wait, reason... Which the, machine the gun thing? Uh, well, one of the machine gun nests on the beach. Oh no, those are all supposed to be holograms. <laughs> oh, I'm. They, they've got, they've got some other reenactors be, on the other side. Who wants to be the Nazis, though? That's the thing. It's not who wants know, to be the Nazis, but... it's who wants to have the machine gun. <laughs> you got yeah, it, you so, got um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah so, yeah, so... That's a complicated question right there, isn't it? I mean, they got so the, cool the uh, uniform, but do you want... I mean, <laughs> some people just want to play the bad guy. Yeah. That too. It is reenactment. So, the, um, so basically the, the landing doors go and the checkers are free to charge the beach now. Um, Eli... Let us have, for each checkers, a fitness security roll. Whatever you think is appropriate for them. Alright, I gotta find the checkers' sheets. <laughs> I don't remember if I gave checkers a separate, or like, the other checkers a separate sheet. Yeah, if not, I would just go 14 to 15. I mean, they're stout blokes. Alright, so, um, daring... Okay, yeah, here we go. I love that 15. I have a character sheet for Waitley and Mary, but I've never made a character sheet for Grimner. I only made a full character sheet for John recently. Like, I, I have an they idea of some... what we should it's do not going good character sheet, but that will matter. Oh, no. let's, let's talk about Nick. Let's talk about Eli. What's Eli so, doing? Oh. So, oh, we got, so we got one, one oh, and that's okay. really good. Okay, so one checkers he gets out. I mean, he's out like he doesn't like face plan, but he's stumbling a bit. I mean, he's kind of got caught flat footed. The other checkers though grabs him by the shoulder, pulls him along. You know, just, just screaming, whatever. Neil, uh, 
uh, you like things should be screamed at this point as they're charging headlong into uh, uh, fire. A couple of the binars go down. You got an Afrosian uh, doing his best. I mean, really putting in an effort, but I mean, it's high gravity compared to the world he's coming from. And yeah, I mean, the checkers are leading the charge here. Mary is right behind them, screaming as loud as they are. <laughs> and there's um, also a familiar man in the back with a uh, a long bow, wearing a kilt and a sword on his side. <laughs> is that uh, that's Jack I, Churchill? That Everybody run! Uh, I was going to say Jack Churchill if I we wanted to actually have him be an immortal figure here. Fuck I, I it, he's a Highlander. Point, <laughs> I think at this point we absolutely should. Jack Churchill is the only man who's ever declared war on himself and won. See, I have a list of people who were probably immortal. He is now on it. Uh, Keanu Reeves yeah. is also on it. Yeah, oh, that, that tracks. Is, is Jack Churchill Please, the guy who like? Have... Is Jack Churchill the only the guy who got the only confirmed kill with a longbow in World yes. War Two? Okay, which okay. is actually the, talking about. Which is actually the last confirmed kill with a longbow in war. In war, specifically. Yeah. He's ascended he beyond also... the mortal realm as a valorous warrior. Yeah. <laughs> Broadsword also applies as well. I'm not going to lie, I was just going to have it be Eli's dad, but having it actually back be Jack Churchill is even better. Yeah, no, you, Eli's I mean, dad is already all over the place. Let's just let that guy have his own glory. <laughs> Jack I didn't say he was going to be, he was just reenacting him. Yeah. I mean, it. I mean, that's an option. I mean, that's kind of the the that, you know, if I actually had to do it like a World War II reenactment, reenacting as Jack Churchill would be the call to make. Yeah, that, exactly. That would be phenomenal. <laughs> All right. So that, as as this is World War II, uh, 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 what's the word? Uh, ah, fuck it. I, I forget the word. I give up. Continue. I'm sorry. Uh, so um, from this point, um, let's see. Chorog and Rick. Yes. So, Rick, you are doing your longboard stuff. Chorog, I will say you notice Rick buying a hoverboard. Chorog takes note, like, "Mm, I have to try that. Sism Doth is gambling tournament. Chorog keeps going over the list of items that are going to be up for grabs this year. Uh, Pass, pass, have one, have three. Ooh, 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 Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. Trog sees the last item on the list. It is an original 1973 vinyl pressing of Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Trog just eyes wide. I must have this. Trog. I will also it. say. I will uh, also say for drama, real quick. That's the tournament Eli is uh, entered into. Unbeknownst to Chorog at the time. Yes. Chorog enters his name into the uh, tournament for the vinyl album because he hasn't told anybody. Chorog is a massive fan of vinyl. It just sounds better. Uh, Chorog Chorog hustles off wearing his very, very loud suit to the nearest nearest Domjot table. He's feeling lucky. He has a Blood wine martini. He has his favorite suit on. He's feeling awful lucky. Hey, um, Orion, uh, uh, across the Domjot table, kind of in a, you know, the well-tailored gold suit. 
Looks at him and says, hmm, yes. Seems we have a newcomer here. Let's hope that you provide more entertainment than our last companion. Oh, oh, oh. oh you need no buddies. I'm a Nausicaan and I'm gonna live in free and easy. Let's do this. Hmm, very much love the sunglasses. You must point me to your tailor. Oh, I can do that and more, my friend. You'd look fantastic in a gold leisure suit. Mm, yes. Oh. So they begin to play gold. Uh, they begin to play Damja. I have no idea how to play this game. So I will simply have you do a... Um, mm, let's do Insight Command. On the assumption that you're, you know, getting a feel for your other players. Damja is kind of uh, like it's kind of like billiards, but it has like uh, several uh, barriers in the way. What was I rolling? All right, that, that's a dumb dog. Okay, table. yeah. So let's. Okay, okay, that's the Damja table. Okay, so let's have this be a. Either a control security, if you're trying to get for the precision shot, or a daring security, if you're going for a trick shot. Uh, we'll, go, we'll go for control security. He want, Charog wants to show what he can do. Alright. I will not spend any threat. I'm trying not to spend threat and resist that temptation tonight. <laughs> oh, Okay. Can I, can um, I just spitball something here? The trick shot is we, off the, the Orion. <laughs> so, Trog, make, Trog makes his trick shot. However, it bounces oddly off one of the barriers. Na nails the Orion, knocks him cold. Yep, then Orion is just knocked cold. And you're able to then proceed with the rest of the shot. So let's go ahead and give another control security roll. I was about to say, and there's polite applause from the table. So, yeah, basically, considering what we know about Mary, can can mm -hmm. can can Mary give him a slight bonus? Like, I will say in this scene, assist? yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So Mary can assist. Do, do uh, Mary can me, assist here. Do you want me to roll, or do you just want to make it an automatic plus one? What do you want to do? Uh, let's for Chorog's scene. Let's just go ahead and make it a uh, automatic plus one. Okay. Awesome. So, Chorog, you've got a great shot lined up. You're feeling good. Something about it just feels right. Corner pocket. So, oh, sorry. My, corner pocket behind my back. All right. And you got two successes there? Two successes. Right. You got two successes. That makes three. And boom, you're able to knock that shot off and you win the round. The score points. Ladies and gentlemen, always bet on the Nausicaan. There, there, there's polite applause to that. And just because it's around that time, let's go ahead, take a five to ten minute break, and we'll be back with more of our cruise silly adventure on Riza. All right, and welcome back. And we cut up to Daniel working on his special project on the USS Reliant, making uh, good headway. Uh, yeah, Daniel's, you know, uh, Daniel is just like, um, a, a lot of the wall panels are back in place, and he's just kind of, like, connecting a few large cables to each other at this point. Uh, just trying to, try, trying to finish things up in the hallway. Um, you see John um, 
uh, scooting around in the, um, uh, just scooting down the hallway, car- or dragging along a very large, seem- seemingly wooden chest. Hey, uh, hey, John, uh, uh, what you got there, buddy? Oh, oh, so I, I, I went down to the planet, I uh, went down, and, uh, like, I was on space, uh, out in space on my comet, and, and I found a map, it was a treasure map. Because, you know, there's a wreck ship that looked really old and ancient. And apparently they hid something in case I found it. It's here. And he just starts rubbing, rubbing the chest. Uh, Daniel takes his scanner out of a pocket and just kind of gives the chest a quick scan to see if anything might blow up. Go ahead and give me a insight science roll. And I will say your focuses do apply. One success. Tricorder's readings just go like, like you're you're scanning the different radiation signatures, and you just find like these weird spikes of radiation where it's just like that. That's not right. That's not right. Um. So what's in the chest? Uh, Daniel just kind of uh, sets down his tools and says, "Okay, John, I'm gonna help you open that chest. Just give me a minute to put something on." And Daniel uh, uh, runs into his room to grab his suit. <laughs> you grab your suit, and John is patiently waiting. Eh, we'll come back to that later, but we just quit, or we shift back down to Ryza and Waitley. Waitley is sitting on his beach chair on the beach. He's reading a book. Um, we'll say uh, he's reading For Whom the Bell Tolls by Hemingway. And he's just enjoying his time where he's on a planet where nobody is thinking bad thoughts. Everybody is happy. Everybody is, like, having sex and, and getting drunk. And, like, there's no badness. There's there's no, like, anger. Just, like, because remember, Waitley is, like, permanently open mind. He's always hearing everything that everybody hear, everybody thinks. This is why Waitley loves Risa. It's like he comes here and he just he gets to get away like everybody's happy so he didn't have to dwell on anything he's not inundated with people's drama he just gets to kick back on the beach drink a margarita or pina colada and he cracks open a book sits back on the beach and he's happy one of the very few I'm... times in his life Waitley is happy even in the you know, even though you can also feel, you know, the reenactment. I mean, even that Klingon on that uh, machine gun post, he is just having the time of his life. It's just relaxing, kickback, everyone's having fun. Exactly. <sighs> yeah, I mean, Jack Churchill, I mean, he's back in it. He's just, you know, he's in the happy place. And, uh, let's see, we cut over to Graves over in the bar. Drinking by himself. Oh, Charles. Kind of just... Uh, JB just asked an interesting question. Can Waitley sense hey. Turog purposely knocking out that Orion? Uh, yes. Uh, do, does Waitley recognize it as a happy thing, or is it like... Uh, oh, it, it, is just it satisfied, you know. I would say, no, it's just like, a, you know, serendipitous, hey, that was cool. Yeah, and just being real happy, like, yeah, it's, going, it, it's just sort of like more okay. fun for the vibe. I was about to say, judging by the people around the table, I'm pretty sure it has increased the net happiness. 
Even so, the guy who got knocked out is having pleasant dreams. Yeah. So Waitley remains just... happy and just... Y'all have fun, I'm doing my thing. And he just goes back to his book. And even the seagulls are, you know, giving or making sure he's got a good time going and they don't... Oh, if the, the seagulls or, or whatever animals are on rice are start getting too close to him, he's just like, go away. He waves his hand. Uh, even the... Exerts his mental energy. Go away. They're they're good. They're good. Well trained. Hotel staff make sure that the seagulls are on their best behavior. And this again is why he loves Risa so goddamn much. Like I said, that that day when Risa or when when Waitley achieves his you know ultimate form and becomes the bad guy everybody's afraid he's gonna become. Risa is the one planet that will be spared because it's his one happy place. <laughs> <laughs> or just he moves to like he assumes godlike or the, the sort of the Cthulhu like energy, and the first, like all he does is just go to Risa. He just he yep. uses his power just boop. <laughs> He's just at Risa. Y'all worship me, but uh, I'm gonna be over here ignoring all of you. Uh yeah. So um, Graves is at the bar. Um, Eli, are you still on the ship? Eli is indeed on the ship. He's passing by the corridor that uh, that uh, Daniels and John are in, going to the holodeck to pop in to say hello to Grimnir, putting off going okay, down so... longer and longer. Alright, so you, you see that John has a mysterious treasure chest. And Daniel is in his full spacesuit, uh, reaching towards the, the clasp on the chest with some, like, tongs. What y'all doing? Uh, standard maintenance. Treasure! I'm going to have to go with the treasure one. I obviously see the chest. Treasure! It's warm. It's warm. I did pick up some weird... Oh, sorry. Go beep again. Well, hey, you got... Oh, sorry. No, you first. I did pick up some weird radiation spikes, so hence the attire. And Daniel just kind of gestures to himself with the tongs. Not all radiation is deadly radiation. Well, you Could never just be know. You want to open it in the holodeck? I'm on my way to go see Grimnir. Uh, Daniel just kind of looks to John, raises an eyebrow. John nods, and he just starts pulling the chest by himself. He kind of knocks around a little bit. It's He's not being gentle with it. Um, but the, um, he pulls the, the, the treasure chest over to the holodeck. He's just leaving a trail right. of sand behind. <laughs> if I remember right, John likes Grimnir, right? Yep. I think John likes everybody. Like, I don't John, think John's met somebody he doesn't like yet. He, he doesn't like Mary. We, we've established that. He and Mary do not get along. Nor does, the, oh, nor does he and Waitley. Waitley likes John. John he, he, does not like Waitley. Wait, John, he doesn't know where Mary exists. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mutual like, blind spot. Yeah. That's not disliking, though. John, John, John is a... Fair enough, John fair is enough. a... Uh, that's is a happy little... Mary just does not <laughs> exist to John. But if I remember right, we established that Waitley likes John, but John does not like Waitley, and we've never established why. Of course, I... Out of character, we know why. But if I remember right, that was what we established. Yes. Uh, yeah, he might so. be a little uneasy around it. Uh, yeah. I, I only recall John back. liking everybody. It's Setsa that Maybe does it. It's uneasy. 
yeah, it's Setsa that's uneasy about Waitley. John is like, yeah, John is basically that figure that even if Waitley goes full demon, John will still, still try to give him a hug. Well, and that's the best way to approach it if that ever happens. But okay, <laughs> so, that, that um, makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, yeah, so, so my, my memory is yeah. colluded. My bad. Yeah, but it's it's Setsa. Yeah, yeah, Setsa. It's the other synth voice I do. Uh, yeah, but yeah, they, they, they are right. I, I think the reason I got them confuzzled is because you tend to use the same accident for both of them. Yeah, occasionally. Um, but the, uh, yeah, so they basically arrive on the holodeck. So, yeah. uh, they, they get the holodeck, and Grimner's got this, like, full-on Andorian Ushan tournament going on. And what I was going to say at the end of this, because I didn't think anybody was actually going to show up to uh, Grimner's holodeck, he's actually got, there, there was an Andorian ensign, security ensign, that's actually shown up once he realized there was an Ushan tournament going on. So Grimner is doing this fight with this Andorian ensign, and uh, it, it's a pretty tough fight. Like, it's pretty equally matched, because Grimner's holding back. Like, he wants to give this kid a chance. And uh, he sees everybody come in. He's like, oh, I, I got to make this a good show. And so once he once he sees the people come in, he's like, okay, yep, I, I got to do this. Eli and, immediately joins the holographic crowd and chanting, ooh, Sean, ooh. Ooh, Sean, yeah. And he looks at the kid and he says, are you ready to win? And the kid looks at him and he goes, what? And... And, and Grimner just grabs him, like drops the, the Ushan Tor and grabs him and, and, and tries to drag him down to the ground. But he's not actually trying to succeed. He's like giving the kid every chance in the world to win. So do we want to do a roll or do we want, just want to say the kid wins? Let's, Let's just it. say the kid wins. Oh. Okay. So, like, so, like, yeah, like if I didn't. Grimner yeah, is I, intentionally failing the role. Yeah, like if you're intentionally failing that hard, I will say, yeah, let's go ahead, just make it an automatic so, critical fail. The, if we want to put only, it that way, the only thing I would say is maybe make a role that the kid is convinced that he actually won. Yeah, I was thinking maybe to sell it. Like, like okay. Grimner wants to sell it. Like he doesn't want the kid to know that he's letting the kid win. All right, so you got one success. So the kid's gonna feel like he's gonna sell it okay. Like it, it fits with the scene, but the kid's gonna be like a little confused. Yeah, he's like, "How the fuck did I beat this guy?" And Grimner's just lying on the ground, panting, like, "Kid, I've been doing this for eight hours straight. Are you really surprised you won?" Meanwhile, uh, John. Meanwhile, John, all that's playing out. John has a couple of a couple of Ushan in hand, and it's just stabbing away at the uh, treasure chest, trying to open it up. Daniel notices and just like, whoa, whoa, hold there, on there, hold on there, buddy, and tries to tries to pull John away from it. Germaner, the holographic crowd. Oh, go ahead. I'm just saying the holographic crowd. They don't notice. They're just cheering. Yeah, Germaner gets up, pats the kid on the back, looks over. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't stab it. You're just going to break the lock and you'll never be able to open it. You want me to pick it open for you? Done. And he's uh, doing says, his accent that he does to fuck people over. He's doing his normal voice, which is basically my voice. Yeah. But 
yeah. deeper and more growly. Yeah, yeah, that, if you go open it, that'll be good, because there's treasure inside. I'm excited. Alright, let me come over, and he, he reaches into his pockets of his, whatever the fuck he wears, because normally when he's off-duty, not in his Starfleet uniform, he's wearing, like, this weird mishmash of the Guinan uniform, but it's got cargo pockets and shit. And he comes over, he pulls out some old-school lockpicks, and he sits down, and he starts fucking picking at it. Now, Grimnir sucks at lockpicking. Like, he's got a hundred lockpicking skill, but he still sucks at it. So what am Let's I going to do? Let's go with a um, let with that factor in mind, your target's gonna be eleven. Alright. Uh two You got nine. the hundred skill, but you do suck at it. What did you say? Eleven? Eleven. Yeah. It's it's uh, slash oh, it's, R. Oh yeah. 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 yeah or forgot. slash R and then just eleven. God damn it. I, I'm also still dealing with a new keyboard. It, it, it's a lot clickier than my old keyboard was. Yeah, I got a clicky one here too. I try to be careful of that. Um, also, I had to get a new keyboard. Uh, um, here, it's just uh, oh, I got it. Slash R. You don't put the two D twenty. All right, you got one success. All right, so that is up to you to determine how successful Grimner was. Daniel can help by like leaning over and be like, being like, uh, d- uh. D- Try do, try doing this kind of thing. All right. So, and Grimner does it. I got this. I can do this. I've done this a million so times. You're getting snap. Fuck. You're getting some progress, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do snap, and you need another lockpick. So let's go again. So he probably so, breaks yeah, like just four or five lockpicks, but he eventually gets it. Yeah, and John opens the case, and inside the case. There's just this weird, like, basically, do- like, solid black dodecahedron. Grimner looks at that and says, Oh, this is, this is weekly shit. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Nope. 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 <laughs> and he straight up stands up, says, Everybody get the fuck out of my bar. Nope. Nope. Bar's closed. Get the fuck out. Nope. This isn't, this is the holodeck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, computer and program, get the fuck out! John Daniel... just sighs and he he picks up he picks up the the shape and he just starts rolling it like around like hey, across John? the floor. Grimner looks Wait. at John and says, "Hey, John, can I ask you a favor? Like you and I are buddies, I, I, right? And we're, we're good buddies. Yes, we're very good buddies." And he gives him a high five. Can I ask you to take that to another galaxy so we don't have to worry about it? Because that looks like a thing we're going to have to worry about. Uh, okay. Dan- Daniel has been scanning it now that <laughs> it is on, obstructed to see if he can actually figure out what it is. <laughs> okay, I'm going to roll for this for John. He was just like, that looks like a thing we're going to have to worry about, and I don't want us to have to worry about it. Okay. John then, like, he's just got four successes on this roll. I actually spent some thread here, because it would have been hilarious. Because he would have left this artifact. He said take it to another galaxy. He would have taken it to a galaxy cafe. Basically basically my version of a um, Starfleet McDonald's. Yeah, I I figured that. Um, But but yeah, I got what you mean. Uh, so he's got four successes, though. So he actually just just he just straight up score jumps the Andromeda Galaxy at this point. 
Sorry yeah, Cody has got a birthday present. <laughs> I... <laughs> oh god, he goes back into. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Starts okay. the Antonian War. Okay, no, no. I, he actually he he does it so well that he also spore jumps back in time, <laughs> and inadvertently by depositing this, he creates the chain of events that leads to the depopulation of the Andromeda Galaxy and the oh, refugees no. that led to the Calvins. <laughs> And Grimnir will never know that he he accidentally sparked that. Uh, he's I mean, it, saying, get that away from us. Take it to another galaxy if you can. There's that monkey, the monkey paw curls. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Did Daniel actually so. like get a better hey, idea of what this is for the consequences? What'd you say? Something, I'm sorry. Something. It's something temporal. Like that's that's this feeling that uh, Daniel just got. And you just get this, like, for Daniel, when you look at that thing, you just get a, like, a pervasive sense of just time and distance. It's a weird sensation, but it's like, that looks old. And we will it's, actually cover that stuff later, though. It's something none of us want Waitley to interact with, that's for damn sure. Mm, I think it would actually, it wouldn't be too bad with him. It wouldn't be too bad with the direction this eventually goes. That'll be for another episode. But yeah, Grimner looks at it and is like, "Yeah, get get that out of here. That that looks bad. Get that gone, 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 gone." John, you can do that, uh, right? Yeah. So John, John has forged him to the Dramedy Galaxy. But let's first, though, that's just something that's <laughs> I can say slightly a more important matter than creating a vast temporal loop. <laughs> um, is uh, Rick Tier your surfboard? Yes, so he's he's going to um um so he he's just basically been paddling just out like just a little past the past the beach on um just just deep enough so that um it's um he's got a if he falls off then it's just gonna be into the water. There's not not gonna be any any real major problems. Um it's not shallow enough to for him to hit anything um and he's going to try and uh, start control of the hoverboard and uh see where it takes him all right you've got three momentum and let's go with a uh, control fitness roll uh those are two attributes oh sorry sorry uh control con security uh yeah control con let's go um Where's my character sheet there? One for con, eleven for control. So let's see how that goes. <laughs> yes, and no threat. Uh, and uh, yeah, why not? I'll, we'll use a momentum. This is going to be. Uh, let's see what happens. Ooh. Oh. Well, you got a success there. So Rick is able to wobbly get. You know, probably get it going, but definitely could use more adjustments. Something does feel off with the calibration. Uh, so he stops and just sort of, like, sort of just gets, uh, and, and just sort of paddles it back in, looks at it. I'm going to have to take this into the holodeck and run some simulations to figure out what exactly I need to do. Um, so he's going to, he's going to, he's, He's going to walk past uh, Waitley. Uh, Waitley gets a slight annoyed um, thing from him. 
that. Nothing too bad. Um, Wait, Waitley looks up and scowls and then goes back to his book. <laughs> and um, and then head, head, head transports back up to um, the, the Reliant through the... Um, uh, through like the, the the transporter pad in the on the resort and head into one of the other holodecks to start doing some um uh it's like not wind tunnel but like set up a closed environment that he can control to just to see how the board reacts all right so as you do that let's just go ahead and have a background um engineering um reason uh role so we can come back or you you know know the results when we come back to that let's jump over to kara <laughs> complication because congrats oh um actually could i no no we're using them i should have used momentum but anyway all right um all right yeah all right kara is on the beach still correct yes that's a. It has finally managed to rock up to the beach. She is Wait, in. He's probably sitting piece. there on a beach chair, reading a book. Looks up at Kara, scowls at her. Leave me alone. I'm enjoying my vacation. He goes back to his book. Kara just looks over and gives him the look that says, "Bitch, I've been sitting here for the past hour and haven't said a damn thing to you. Where did you come from?" <laughs> That's a waves. Kara waves, goes back to her drink. As it sits next to Kara, orders a drink as well. Kara is quite happy with this development. Goes back to his book. The waves, they laugh in the distance. The birds, they chirp. Chirp again. That's a looks up to the birds. Slightly annoyed by the birds. But then soon. If you're looking up like that when they poop, well. That's a moves uh, umbrella, each umbrella. Over Can her. I have Mary do a thing for comedy. Um, yes. Yep. 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 Go for it. So, so when Carrie says, "Be careful when you look up, they do poop." All of a sudden, this big giant bird flies over Kara's head and just takes a massive shit on her face. No. 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 Kara has the opportunity to dodge. That. 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 Yep. That's allowed. Yep. She has the opportunity. She so... sees it coming. We're like, looking at this as fitness oh, oh. security, or right as she um, says it, she's like, "Oh god." Yeah. So, um, yeah. Let's go with a, um, yeah, fitness security. We're daring if you want to try to block it with like a local breach umbrella. Actually, let's go with the the daring. Then she's gonna grab the umbrella, and I'm gonna spend momentum and grab an extra die. Hey, I'm not gonna complain. Any, anybody gonna say she can't spend momentum? The DM says she can spend momentum. Spend it. Well, remember, spend momentum is up momentum. to the players. <laughs> she can spend it. Uh, so two successes. Yep, so two successes. Kara is able to deflect the shot, and together they they just... They're, Setsa and Kara are huddling under the umbrella. Okay, maybe I should go indoors. The birds have turned against me. Somewhere far away, Mary is laughing her ass off. They can't hear it, but somewhere far away, Mary is laughing her ass off. And um, so we can, you know, just make sure we don't 
this doesn't drift into a two-parter. No, I, I like the, what DB uh, says. All the... It bounces off the umbrella onto Waitley. Because that is something Mary would do, because Mary does not like Waitley. If you want to have that happen... Uh, that's what I just said. Uh, Waitley's just like, really? And that's it. I think that would be funny. All right. So, so just so we don't drift into a two-parter here, let's um, get moving to a couple of key events. Uh, the checkers. Yes. So you are storming up the beach, and you're moving up to your first primary objective, which is the Klingon in the pillbox. You have paint grenades. Paint. You can also try. Uh, you have let's grenades. Let's go with smoke. That won't kill. Or smoke. It just, it just things that will go bloop. Getting a smoke grenade. Flush him out. Yep. Uh, so let's go ahead and uh, just go ahead and give a couple of, a couple of rolls for fifteen. I don't think I need the other one. Okay. Yeah. You basically you're able to basically um, tag the Klingon with the smoke grenade, so now he is out. And oh no! no at this no, no, point, no, no, he. No. I throw it into the bunker, and they're, like, waiting at the exit, and uh, other checkers is going to gun him down with the Tommy gun as okay. he's uh, go ahead. the bunker. Okay, so the smoke grenade hits, Klingon gets up, tries to reposition himself, and the che the other checkers fires into them. The Klingon basically clutches at his chest and he says, Oh, hark. oh, oh. <laughs> only one success. One success. No, he's still going through this, though. He's, like, he's just hit a couple of times, but he still, like, grabs his chest and goes, Hark! I have failed my... my planet... No, 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 no. Uh, country, country, yes. I've failed my country, and I've let down all that I hold dear. Uh, I shall see you in the afterlife. Have you read a history And he just sort of collapses. <laughs> Apparently not. He is just He just saw the brochures and joined <laughs> in. <laughs> This is the, the D-Day invasion reenactment, right? Yeah. Yes. So Mary's sitting off to the side watching this going, really? That's the best they got? She walks over, kicks yeah. the, the, the dude in the helmet, and is like, come on, be a proper Nazi. Talk about the, okay. the Third Reich and all that. Yeah. No, nothing. Before, uh, before we, uh, before, uh, hold on, guys. Hey, hey, hey. Before we get into that, we do have to finish up soon. So, uh, checkers, anything else you do there? Um, um, uh, War Checkers is taking the MG42 from the bunker and Master Chiefing it around. Alright, so you basically go on, you continue to have fun, and you're able to take, um, basically you're able to take the beach. And you're able to also place very highly on the leaderboards that they also have for, um, action, or action, or uh, not kills, they call them takedowns, but you, you, you know what they're referring to. Um, but lastly, though, we do have the, the gambling tournament. And it is now the final event. So, Eli, does you actually show for this? Yeah, he'll get drunk enough to go down. Okay, so, so Eli, you are now at the, you're at, at the table. And Chora, Mary you're also is going to do a thing. Do right. they allow well, we, again? And, we got and, it. And, and and DM can tell me no. Mary cannot do this thing, but Mary wants to sober him up and give him a bonus to his dice roll. I don't want to be sober. No, uh, yeah. So we'll just we'll play this out. 
Um, and again, we are reaching time, so I do want to be quick about this. Do well, they allow... Just so, again, we don't again, get into a 2 behind the scenes, nobody knows it's Mary doing it, but... Yeah, I know, but the more we keep having these side conversations, the longer it takes. So I'm just trying to say, hey, Fair let's enough. get Fair on. Enough. Yeah, let's just... Um, so, because, yeah, Chorg needs to go to bed soon. I need to go to bed soon, because I got a, a kitty to take to the vet tomorrow morning at 7.30 for a tooth extraction. Oh, so. kitty. Yeah, so I don't want to spend too late on this. So, and again, I don't want to make this a two-parter. I don't have anything for the two-parter unless we want to go back to the artifact. Okay, so it's poker. You've got two other opponents, and we're going to handle this in a series of rounds. So I will be uh, rolling, but for you two, you're able to basically approach this in whatever way you feel your character is most capable so what I'm basically saying is that you get to pick the combination of dice, the combination of traits and attributes that gives you the best result. You are in this to win it, or just have a good time. Make it so three. It's your best Daniel combination. wants to join. Yeah, Daniel, and Daniel is also coming in, too. Yeah, Daniel okay, finished so, his project and came down with Eli because he was already there with, with Eli in the holodeck anyway. Okay, so... Um, the, uh, uh, okay, so you've got one opponent and then the three of you. You're, you know, you're signed up for the finals. It's a specialty round, and you're able to just sort of rock up to this one. So, the first hand is going to be dealt. Dealer passes him out, looks at the cards. Now it's time to do the young for that. All fold. And before we narrate that, go ahead and give me your best roll. Uh, let's see here. So it's just any, just whatever combination gets me the highest number? Yeah, if it's like a science reason, if it's, because you're able to sort of approach the situation in a unique way. So, you know, if you're using science, you're, you know, maybe doing more probability math, you're doing medicine, you're looking at tells, command, you're sort of, you know, trying to lead them on a little bit. Even engineering, you're able to, you know, play around with odds, security, okay. just have an insight. I'm doing control science. Eli's going for a bluff with your some some kind of move with control command. I'm going control right. security. Two successes from DB. From the NPC at the table. Oh, A&R in a white suit. One success I... from the A&R. He's going to be out. So, in this first round, Chorog's got the upper hand. Uh, uh, while on uh, uh, DB and Eli are able to hold in, and basically they just rake everything in from the last player at the table, who kind of grumbles, and just sort of, it just it sits up without a word. So now we're down to three players. We got you know, the next hand tell. Just kind of proceeding. And now it's just down to you three. So let's go ahead and do another series of rolls. The way we're going to handle this is that the, uh, you know, who gets the fewest number of successes is out. And if it's a tie, we just roll again. We just keep going. I go daring security on this. Go and control command again. And can I use my empath talent to get a focus? Wink. Um, I I will go with uh, uh, Nord's option. Uh, Mary is giving you a little bit of a bonus, so you get a plus one bonus. Oh, to my target. But I'll manifest. Let's go ahead and just do it to target, just to make it. You know, just make it a little bit fair. 
Like it's not a giant bonus. It's just like I mean, a little nudge. At the no, by the level I'm doing this, it is a yeah. As a success, that is a big bonus. Can I use a momentum to reroll that eighteen? Oh yeah. Do we? How much momentum do we have? Because I might want to. We only have. We only have two had, left, so uh, I'll basically... Oh, okay, I was going to say, we, we had three Yeah, it's been actually. spent. Apparently it's two. Okay. Yeah, it was plus one, but then, but it was also, we spent a couple. So, I don't want let's to be just go yet. ahead. <laughs> oh, should yeah, okay. that be the so guys, thing that Mary guys, can do? Yeah, yeah, guys, In, just so we can, we're over time. Guys. Mary can just give momentum. Okay, yeah, so we got to finish this up. So let's um, just go with Mary's assist to Eli is that Eli gets to reroll. That's okay, the level of assist. But we do want to get this to a conclusion. All right, that, that is better. Because could, should Cherog make the final round, I want to use his criminal line talent and his uh, criminal enterprises talent because he's cheated at more than one hand of cards. All right. So, uh, Cherog, uh, is that uh, the 18 and 8 your latest roll, or do you need to roll again? Um, I'm gonna That's roll. Just yeah, that was my latest roll, yeah. Okay, so everyone gets two successes there. So, uh, basically, let's just go ahead and roll again. Basically, you know, your rolls are what they are now. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna go control security, and I want to use criminal enterprises and criminal Dang. minds. I, I was what do those do specifically? Uh, criminal minds means he's able to cheat his way through most things. And criminal enterprises mean he's, um, a, he's a natural cheat. Okay, so oh, those are okay. So those are just like um, so those are focuses. So those would only adjust your critical range. Yeah. So that you know he that, you know when he's whenever he plays cards, he can always you know have have the upper hand and cheat and win. So yeah, but that won't give you an automatic win. That would just increase okay. your critical range. Yeah, just it's the roll, and and your crit range is very low. Yeah. I'm curious to see or, if you'll uh, no, roll yeah, within yeah. that crit range now. Oh, I just nope. fuck uh, me. Uh, question. Okay, okay, guys, guys. Okay, let me just go through this because again, we have to finish up, and as DM, I'm emphasizing that we have to finish up. So let's just roll through. So Daniel and Eli tied. So neither of them are out yet. So let's go ahead what? and do another reroll. Oh, There's fuck, we did that. got one success. I see Chorak's roll. Uh, he got an 11 and a 9. What was his crit range? Uh, that's only going to be as high as 5. So, no. So, again, just oh, let me handle it. That's Let me handle it. Otherwise, I'll just declare victor. <laughs> so two successes for Eli on the new roll. Oh, God. Two success for DB. Oh, no! Vagil! Vagil, no! Oh, there uh, we I go. Just, okay. I just Two successes say, again. I do have a... I do have a... I do have a talent testing a theory. When you attempt a task using engineering or science, you may roll one additional d20, so long as you succeeded at a previous task covering the same scientific or technological field earlier in the same adventure. And I've been been rolling with science a lot. Don't think that applies to that. No, no, no. It's okay. the same technology. This is not a technological endeavor. Okay, I just wanted to. I just thought I'd put it yeah. out there in case so you just, allow it. Yeah, yeah. just I, I, everyone I, I, roll again. Yeah, that that hey. doesn't apply to this. Every yeah. Hey, nothing ventured. <laughs> nothing ventured. So. Nothing gained, right? 
could I apply sleight of hand as a focus? Oh, absolutely. No. This is very much a sleight of hand. Oh, that, is four successes. that means you're cheating. Do you want to cheat? Well, would four successes make me uh, make me not be caught? Well, here's the thing. No, here's the thing. The sleight of hand, you need to know how to cheat. It's not enough to make you a cheater. So just for right now, let's just go ahead and just pick the raw results. Um, just because that's probably going to give us, you know, the highest odds of just... Yeah. yeah. Duncan is the DM. Go with what he says. Chara, get yeah, So let's just... Okay. We got two successes, two successes, and yes, one success. Charog would play a role if you had said that. Charog. Uh, so Charog, you only get one success, so you're out. You get a consolation prize. Ooh, what's the consolation prize? And it, Mary's in the corner close. saying, "Ooh, what's the consolation hey, prize?" Hey, hey. Nard, uh, it's uh, Pink Floyd's uh, original final pressing of "Dark Side of the Moon." Yeah, all right. She's encouraging the crowd to cheer. All right. Ooh. This will all right. so nicely now, in my collection. So now we're down to Eli versus DB. Facing off each other across the table at poker. Just you and me, good buddy. This is poker, right? Wait. It, yeah. No, <laughs> no. It's blackjack. <gasps> is that, so the hand, Wait, I thought we were playing Pinot. Yeah, so... So the hand next round, next round, the next round is dealt. Uh, give give us another roll. Drog standing there looking at you like you got this. I'm Mary scared. is not giving any of them a bonus for this one. Oh, well, I still want to see who wins. Two versus two. Roll again. Can I use my sleight of hand not to cheat, but just to confuse Eli to give me an advantage? Oh. Yeah, we're just gonna roll off. Just gotta run. We're out of time, okay, guys. Okay. Guys, we're out of time. Uh, I want to get this done tonight. I don't think the guys want us success. to go. That's well, again, not how sleight of hand works. Rapid so, no. Let's just rapid fire. Come on. Two successes. Two successes. Roll again. <laughs> At this point, a lot of the <laughs> audience is starting to walk away. Oh no, they're listening. Right. They 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 want to know who wins this. Who's the better player, right. Eli also, or DB? To be, uh, so basically, was uh, those okay? So we got our uh, Eli. Your last roll is thirteen five versus twelve fourteen. Yes. Okay, let's go ahead and do another roll off. But both of your uh, critical ranges are now four because you're in the game. You're in the zone. You've got the hang of this. So. Like that that moment in 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 the the TV shows and the movies where it's just like the music intensifies and like the camera is spinning around and you're like, I'm gonna play this card. I'm gonna play this card. And so oh, I believe in the one. heart of the cards. New hand. I draw. Exactly. Okay. Play them. So play them. Get another roll. What a two for DB. Successes. Two successes. And two successes. Roll again. I, 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 I like what Rick just said. I would suggest one die versus one die, not success, but value versus die. Yeah, I was hoping to avoid the one die roll because I have to explain how to roll the die, but let's just go ahead. This yeah, is the final they, hand. They one more shot. Getting guys, successes, so yeah, guys, might as well do it that way. Let me elaborate, narrate, so we can finish this up. All right, one dice roll. The first number, just to keep it easy to type in, the first number is your roll. The lowest wins. A 1d20, and the lowest wins, you said. 
So uh, only one die. Or you can roll uh, two, but you're only taking that first number. I, I got it. I can do one. Oh. I, I want him to go first, okay. just to see what I have to match up yeah. against. Okay. So, yeah. DB, you got a five. You got a five. Fuck. Hey! DB, you got first uh, place. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. Only no, only one. no, that's fine. We're because to. Yeah. yeah, but DB didn't. We, we were taking... He, I said it from the number. Uh, let me narrate. Guys. Fair enough, fair enough. Seriously. Let me go through this. So, DB, you got first place. Eli, you got second place. Eli, you got a pick of something fancy. I'm so, just playing for the thrill of the game. I don't need a prize. All right, so you head out without the prize. And then... We'll um, make something up later. Yeah. And uh, DB, you win James Bond's submersible uh, modified car from that one Bond movie. Modified really? Lotus Esprit. Modified Lotus Esprit. We got Dan it out of Elon's clutches. Daniel's just like kind of freaking out over this because he's never really like done anything like this before or wanted anything like this. But then he just kind of thinks, wait a minute, how do I get this back to the ship? And then it smash cuts away. All right. And uh, with that, the team basically finished out the rest of the vacation. It's just a nice couple of days where they're able to just hang out, relax, and just enjoy the pleasures of the resort. So, thank you for joining us tonight on this episode of Star Trek Reliant. And, yeah, we'll be here in a couple of weeks to continue on the big adventures. But for now, the crew has you know, this little bit of downtime. I have a uh, bonus soon. Just, it's quick. Okay. Very quick. Yeah. All right. As um, uh, Waitley is still on the beach relaxing, um, after the D-Day invasion reenactment is done, the beachcraft lands right in front of where, uh, right in front of where he's suntanning. They're all getting out, cheering, just being generally loud and annoying. Yeah. And... As soon as that starts approaching, Waitley stands up and starts walking away. He's like, "Nope, not what I'm here for." And there is an odd feeling coming from one of them. Yeah, not what I'm here for, but he turns and looks and says, what's your problem? Oh, nobody's coming up to him. I'm just saying he feels a weird feeling. No, he, he it's, singles it's, out it, wherever the, the weird feeling is coming from. He's it's like, not what's coming your from problem? a person. It's just an aura, a weird aura. Damn it. He it's coming from an head. item on a person. Can, can, can he... Because at this point, Waitley has kind of mastered telepathy and, and all that. Can he view in on what the item is? Uh, I'm not asking you. I'm asking the DM. Yeah, okay. I know. I was um, Yeah, so basically, just in the interest of simplicity here, uh, you get a general feeling of the item. You can't quite zero in yet. Okay. Another time. So so he looks in its direction. Who Who's carrying the item? Um, a strange, familiar-looking man with black hair. He hasn't seen the man before, but in some ways he has. Or maybe, I think, never mind, he probably has seen him. It's Eli's dad. Waitley looks at him, doesn't say a word, just shakes his head. Fuck this shit, I'm out. God damn it, Rice is supposed to be my drama-free zone. And <laughs> Waitley just wanders off down the beach like, God damn it, you motherfuckers ruined it for me! Fucking... <laughs> He's just screaming to himself as he's walking away. Oh, I will say, wait, Mary, Mary, however, shows up 
in her bikini, and she just says, hi. And she's just looking at Eli's dad. Hi. May I introduce you to the crew? Oh, I'm, I'm, how dare you okay. assume that about me? I just wanted to introduce you to You have to like the four Oregons. <laughs> All right, and with four. that, we cut Hey, guys, and with that, uh, we cut out for the night. So the Sorry, last but, scene... Uh, yeah, I, I, I need to go to bed. The last scene is everybody beams up to the ship, and, and there's Mary with, like, at least a dozen, if not more, Horgon statues in her arms. I don't he know only glanced. I got these. They, they, I just, they're, they're just there. <laughs>